Hey sis, so how many times have you heard someone say this phrase, I just want to be happy? How many times have you said it? Let me tell you, I have heard this so much throughout my lifetime and definitely a lot during this phase and season that I'm in right now where I am helping people, helping women specifically to find joy again. I hear them saying, I just want to be happy. And let me tell you, no judgment because guess what? I've said it a lot in my past as well. I just want to be happy, but I kind of want to dig into happiness versus joy today because God had to shed some light on what that actually meant to actually have joy versus being happy. So we're going to dig into it today. So come on back and tune in. Hey sis, welcome to Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Healing. Are you hurt and confused after a recent breakup? Are you having thoughts like, I can't believe I'm here again. Why wasn't I enough for him? Or I'm never going to get married. Do you find yourself Googling how to get past the breakup or how to heal my broken heart? Do you start your morning feeling like you can finally breathe again only to fall apart when you see a picture of your ex on social media? Hey sis, I'm Candace. I too was a single Christian woman who was heartbroken but still desired marriage. I too had numerous failed relationships and wished the right man would come along. I wanted closure from past relationships, healing for my heart, and I wanted to feel joy in my life again. But the truth is, I had no idea where to start or how to make any of this happen until I found the secret, partnering with God to heal from heartbreak. In this podcast, you will find tips for moving on after breakups, growing your relationship with God, and preparing for future relationships so that you will heal your heart and be ready to move forward into the life you desire. So turn off those heartbreak songs and turn me up in those earbuds. It's time to heal, sis. Hey, sis. Thank you for joining me for another episode on this week. I told you we would be doing something a little different in the month of March since we had our series, our women's empowerment series going on. So I am switching up the solo episodes and the uh, devotional readings. So I decided this week we'll go ahead and do a solo episode. So I hope you've been enjoying the series so far. We have had some great guests thus far and we have more greatness to come. Uh, Don't forget that this is my birth month. Yeah, yeah. And we have some great things going on with that. I have an incredible offer coming up for you next week, so make sure you stay tuned and you're ready to move forward and act on this offer. I'm so just, I'm just so excited. And y'all, let me tell you, there's so much goodness happening right now. And I know that you might be in a season where you're like, I don't see the goodness of the Lord in my life. But if you're having trouble, go back. I want you to go back to my November episodes where I did the gratitude journal challenge and listen to those episodes again. If you've listened to them already, if you're new here and you haven't listened to those, go ahead and listen to them. There are some fairly short episodes where I kind of guide you through the uh, a journal challenge and we did it week by week but you can listen to it day by day and take time to actually journal about the things that you are grateful for so if you're someone who's struggling to see God's goodness in this season go ahead listen to those episodes or re-listen okay 
Um, if you have not signed up for my email list, sis, what are you waiting for? <laughs> get on that list and you can get extra encouragement there as well as some incredible offers that are exclusive to those insiders, okay? So go ahead to CandaceABetties.com, scroll down on a homepage and you can subscribe to the list right there. So what are we talking about today? As I stated, I kind of want to dig into this happiness versus joy thing, okay? So if you're someone who's saying, you know, I just want to be happy. This this has happened to me. That has happened to me. I just want to be happy again. You know, let's talk about happiness. Happiness is an emotion, right? It's a fleeting emotion. This is the difference that I want you to take into account. And honestly, God just kind of gave this to me fairly recently, like super recent. And he was like, you know, happiness comes from man and joy comes from him. God provides the joy. He is the source of the joy. Okay, so yeah, you may have been happy with the person in that relationship, but when that person left or when that person did something that you didn't like, the happiness was gone. When y'all were on bad terms, the happiness was gone. Whereas with God, he is constant in our life. He is the only constant in our life. And so his joy remains. And for us, when you're like, well, I don't feel his joy. If it remains, why don't I feel it? Well, sis, sometimes we tap out. (laughs) And so we have to tap back in to his joy. It's always there. It's always available to us, but we have to be the ones to access it. We have to tap into his joy. So how do we do this? I want to talk about seven ways to find true joy instead of just looking for that fleeting happiness that comes from other people or that you even you can't even provide happiness for yourself on a consistent basis because the life circumstances just you know they beat us up sometimes let's be honest there it's a struggle to walk through life sometimes and so we can't even count on ourselves to provide constant happiness. We need to really just rest in God to access his true joy. And true joy comes no matter what is going on in your life. I have experienced this myself. I tell y'all all the time, like, I'm so glad God gave me peace and he gave me joy in my single season before I actually got married so that I knew that it could exist. It was like a unicorn to me at some point because it was like, this is not real. People talk about it, but it's not real. But guess what? I experienced it for myself, so I know it's real. And I want to use this testimony to let you know that it's real too, just in case you have your doubts. And if you have your doubts, I understand. But trust me when I say that I have tasted and seen And it is good, sis. It is so good. So let's talk about the seven ways that you can find this true joy in God. Number one, stop looking to others to make you happy. So, (laughs) you know, again, others will provide you momentary satisfaction. They will provide you momentary happiness. But guess what? Even with friends and stuff like that, the moment you have an issue and you call them and they don't pick up or you text them and they don't text back in a timely manner for you, you feeling a little salty on the inside, right? But it's like, you know, you have to realize that there's no one on this planet, including yourself, as I stated earlier, that's going to truly just keep you happy all the time. So you have to stop looking to others and look to God for that true joy. Okay, so don't look to others to make you happy. And God knows I have looked 
man after man, let me tell you, to try to find some happiness, to try to find some peace, right? And it just wasn't there. It never stayed. And so I'm so glad, again, once again, that I know what it's like to have the true joy of the Lord. So do not look to others. Number two, stop comparing your life to others. So this is a big one because sometimes you can be minding your own business on your own road and then you look up and you start seeing somebody else's life and you're like, man, that looks good. I wish I had that. I wish I was doing that. I wish I was in that place. Says when you compare your life to someone else's, it zaps any type of happiness and joy. That's when you tap out of the joy of the Lord, okay, is when you start playing that comparison game. And I did a devotional reading on comparison. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm flowing with this. And so I don't have the notes of these episodes, but I did it in December at the end of December. So if you go back, check dates, you'll find that no comparison um, episode. So yeah, the, that comparison, it's a trap. So do not compare your life to others because then you that little fleeting, <laughs> this little happiness that you have will go ahead and disappear immediately. So do not compare your life to others so that you can stay in the joy of the Lord. Number three, practice gratitude for what you have. So as I stated earlier, I did the gratitude challenge in November. And so go back, listen to those episodes if you have not. And if you need to listen to them again and do the challenge all over again, sis, do not feel bad. Do not feel sad. Go ahead and do it again. Do it as many times as you need to because gratefulness breeds joy. The more grateful you can be for what you have, the more joy you will have in your heart. You will be able to really just go deeper in the joy of the Lord as you show gratitude for what you have. Because, I mean, there's nothing that, to me, that really puts a smile on my face that would be like, God, thank you for, you know, whatever it is. Like, in my single season, I was like, God, thank you that I have, you know, a roof over my head, clothes on my back. I got money in my pocket. You know, I don't want for anything. No, I do not have the husband. I don't have the kids. I don't have all those things that I thought I needed. But God, you are here with me. You have not forsaken me. You have kept me. And I'm so grateful. Um, Even when I was going through my season of heartbreak, I'm like, God, thank you that I have a job. I have a car. I have my family. You know, my mother and my father are here. They support me. My siblings love me. You know, those things. I have good friends, things like that to be grateful for the people in your life, what God has allowed you to accomplish thus far, what God allows you to have Like be thankful and grateful for that. And then you will see like joy just kind of radiating and giving you this feeling and having this smile on your face when you're like, you know what? Not my situation didn't change. Nothing much has changed, but I feel joy. And that is what comes from God. Okay, so practice gratitude. Hey, sis, do you want to know what women just like you are saying about these one-on-one heartbreak coaching sessions? Natalie said, Candice, you are truly phenomenal. Thank you for operating in your God-given purpose and using your story to help heal other women like myself. Your courage to share and be vulnerable makes you personable and relatable. In our coaching session, the best advice you provided me was that I had to truly let go and put my full trust in God and allow His will to be done. The homework assignment you had me do was truly powerful, and I did repeat this exercise as many times as it took for me to fully let go. 
as you advised. It allowed me to relinquish control and realize how much easier it is to truly trust and lean on God. Thank you so much for what you do. Sis, if you want to experience breakthrough like Natalie, join me for a heartbreak coaching session where we will come up with a 90-day plan to help you make real progress on your healing journey. I will show you how to partner with God to find comfort and peace in the midst of your heartbreak, while also learning how to enjoy life as a single woman. You will be able to carry out the simple steps to make real progress on your healing journey with a customized plan of how to move forward. I have a few sessions available, and I invite you to sit with me and begin creating the life that you desire. Head over to my website, CandiceAbatties.com forward slash services to book your 60-minute heartbreak coaching session. Remember this from Psalms 55 and 22. Give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. I love you, sis. Now back to today's episode. And then number four, be kind to others. The more you are kind to others, the more joy you feel in your heart. It doesn't have to be anything huge. It doesn't have to be anything big. But if you can do an act of kindness throughout your day, each day, something small. Now, it can be something big at times, but something small each and every day will allow you to feel joy, especially when you when you feel like you don't have the joy of the Lord and you become intentional about this thing, seeking out opportunities to actually perform acts of kindness guess what? It becomes more of an internal thing. It will become more natural if it wasn't something that you did before. It becomes more and more natural. Maybe your act of kindness is listening to a coworker who's having a problem of their own right now, and maybe they need a listening ear. Maybe you um, have a couple of dollars on you and you see a homeless person on the side of the road and you give them a couple of dollars, or maybe you go and buy them some food and bring it to them. Whatever the case is, maybe you see someone who dropped all their stuff and you go and help them pick it up. Like, I'm serious. It doesn't have to be anything major, but, you know, just small acts of kindness really does do a lot for other people. Like recently, I have someone that I work with and I hadn't, you know, I I work in the school system and I don't work at a particular school. I go from uh, school to school. I'm, I'm an itinerant person. And so I had the opportunity to work with uh, a coworker and I told her supervisor how great of a job she did when we worked together on a particular case. And it was just like that small act of kindness meant a lot to her because she ended up texting me, telling me how she appreciated me telling her supervisor that and that her supervisor recognized her. And so it was just like that small act of kindness kind of like it was um, it multiplied itself, actually, you know telling her supervisor and her supervisor felt good that one of her people under her had done something well because it made her look good. And so then she recognized that person and that person felt good. And when that person texted me, guess what? I felt good. You know, like it's just kindness is one of those things that it's the gift that keeps giving. It's one of those things, you know, and so it brings joy to your life and it brings joy to the life of someone else. So do it, sis. And then number five, This one might be a little bit harder, but work on it. Learn to forgive easily. Do not hold grudges. So I know we talk about heartbreak and we talk about these exes that has done a lot of stuff. And so I understand that the forgiveness work there may take a little longer than some other places and with some other people. 
But as fast as you can, sis, as much as it depends on you, try to forgive that person just as quickly as you can. Now, I'm not saying that you have to call them, that you have to tell them anything. I've said this before. You don't have to let them know. You don't have to text them and say, I forgive you. You don't have to call them and have a conversation. You don't have to do any of that. Forgive in your heart. That's where forgiveness occurs, in the heart. Because you can tell someone you forgive them and in your heart still be holding a grudge. So the forgiveness actually happens in the heart. Forgive that person, but even beyond just your ex, if there's someone else in your life that you're holding a grudge against, whether big or petty, do your best to forgive, especially if it's petty. Let that thing go, okay? Because we can't afford it. In this season, we're letting go of the things that don't serve us. We're letting go of the things that are weighing us down. And this unforgiveness is a weight. It's something that is weighing you down. So it's keeping you from feeling the joy of the Lord. So go ahead and let it go. Do not hold grudges. And practice this, you know, by when people offend you, in little ways, go ahead instead of saying, I'm going to show them, I'm going to tell them, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say that, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Practice with the small things and forgive them easily. Let it go easily. This is something I'm working on myself. Can't even lie about it because there are times where things happen and I want to be able to tell that person what I know to be true. But then I'm like, what does that do? It's petty. It's petty. And so I'm trying to learn to forgive a lot easier practicing with the small stuff. So when the big stuff comes, I'm more able and more inclined to forgive that quicker as well. Okay, so go ahead and forgive easily. Do not hold grudges. Do your best, sis. Number six, pray and read your Bible daily. So God's word will do nothing but bring you joy. <laughs> now, there are some things. I read a meme recently. It was saying when it was, I can't, it's a show I don't watch. So I'm, I can't even tell you what show it was. But it was like the guy was just like, you know, life doesn't matter. Um, this happened, that happened. Like just kind of that kind of thing saying that basically like nothing in life really matters. And it's like under it said, when you read the book of Ecclesiastes. So there's some books in the Bible that will make you say, Lord have mercy, what is going on, right? It don't, they don't feel as joyful. But I will say that the majority of the Bible will bring you joy. God's word, especially when he is speaking, his word brings you joy. Okay, it brings you joy. And, you know, every word in the Bible is God breathed. And so even when it hurts in a moment, because sometimes it will cut you like a knife, it said the word is alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. And so it will cut like a knife sometimes and it will hurt. But guess what? It also heals. And so the same place that it cut you, it'll come back and heal you because you needed to be cut, right? You needed to have that something cut from your life or cut out of your life. But that same word will come back and heal you and bring you joy, so read God's word daily so that you can get his word in your heart. And as you're getting his word in your heart, you're getting his joy in your heart. All right. So go ahead because there's so much encouragement, so much inspiration and so much healing just from reading his word. So get in the habit of reading the Bible daily. And number seven, declare joy over your life and that good things are happening for you. Says. Our words have power. I don't know if you know this, right? But our words have power. The Bible said that life and death lies in the power of the tongue. So the things that we speak 
we have to be careful because you can speak life, you can speak good things, or you can speak the bad things, and those things will produce fruit in your life as well. So if you want good things, if you want joy, go ahead and speak joy. In Nehemiah, it says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Let it be your strength. Declare that over your life. Let me see if I can find a couple of other scriptures about joy. Let's see, let's see. So in Psalms 126 and 3, it says, yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. So declare that over your life. Say the the Lord has done amazing things for me and I have joy. What joy it is that he has done these amazing things in my life. Declare that. Declare Psalms 30 verse 11 through 12. And it reads, you have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy that I might sing praises to you and be and not be silent. Oh, Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. Declare that. And so break that up and say my mourning has been turned to dancing, joyful dancing. And then say, God, thank you for taking these clothes of mourning and clothing me with your joy. Thank you. Like just speak these things over your life because I remember this scripture specifically that I used to actually speak a lot that my morning has been turned to dancing, uh, joyful dancing. And that, you know, and I used to say that a lot because I was in mourning over that relationship and the breakup. But I was like, I'm not going to stay here. I made the choice that I wanted joy. So I would declare these scriptures over my life. There's another one and I don't have, let's see. I want to give you this one too. This is Psalms 126 verses five through six. And it says, those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. And so think of this, like you may be crying, right? As you speak these words, but that's you going to plant your seed. So they said, it says they weep as they go to plant their seed. You might be weeping as you're planting this seed and reading this scripture, but it says they sing as they return with the harvest and your harvest is the joy says your harvest is the joy. Your harvest is the healing. Your harvest is the peace. And so you will sing as you return with that harvest. So go ahead plant in tears. It's fine. But you, I don't want you to plant negative words in tears. I don't want you to be like, my life is miserable and I can't stand it. And I hate my life and nothing good ever happens to me. Like those words will be planted. And if you want that harvest, (laughs) I mean, you will have to eat that fruit. But if you want a good harvest and you want good words, then speak good things. And even through your tears, while you are crying, let the Lord know that you receive his joy. You're going out with shouts of joy and that you are planting these seeds. But you know that peace is coming. Healing is coming. Joy is coming. And so you believe it and you receive it right now through faith, through faith. So speak these things in faith. And I was going to give you a scripture, but I don't know the where it is exactly. I know it's in Psalms. Let me, let me take a stab in the dark and try Psalms 45 because that's sounding about right, but I'm not sure. All right. Nope. Can't find it, but I will put it in the show notes for you. But it says, um, oh, it says I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So I will, when I find that scripture, I will put it in the show notes for you because I love that scripture. That is one scripture that I stood on in my time of darkness and I spoke it over my life, 
over and over again. And I said, Lord, I would lose heart right now, but I believe that I'm going to see your goodness in the land of the living in this lifetime. Now I don't have to die to see your goodness. I'm going to see it now. I'm going to see it in this lifetime. I declare it and I believe it. And I will speak it with such authority and such conviction. And so I want you to do the same thing, sis. Speak it with authority. Speak it with conviction. So find, these don't have to be the only scriptures that you're declaring, but whatever you're declaring, make sure that it is life-giving. Make sure that they are seeds of life so that when they spring up and you have fruit, that you'll be able to eat good fruit. Okay, I don't want you eating rotten bad fruit from words that were negative and toxic. Okay, so that's it. That's the seven ways that you can access and tap into God's joy during this season. And let's go and recap them right quick. Number one, stop looking to others to make you happy. Number two, stop comparing your life to others. Number three, practice gratitude for what you have. Number four, be kind to others. Number five, Forgive easily. Don't hold grudges. Number six, pray and read your Bible daily. And number seven, declare joy over your life and that good things are happening for you. Final scripture, sis, and declare it. So I hope that this was helpful for you. Again, I know this is an incredibly difficult time in your life. So many of you are struggling and I see you. I want you to know that I'm praying for y'all on the regular and just know that God sees you. He sees you and know that he hears your prayers. They're not going in vain. And so this is a season that you have to walk through, but know that you're not walking alone and that he's with you. Okay, sis, I love you so much. If you haven't joined the Facebook group, come on over to the Facebook group. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Also, if you are in the Facebook group, don't be afraid to post something or just to share something. If it's a word of encouragement or if you, I don't know, want to just share something that may be happening with you that you need prayer for. These are like minded individuals in this group. Okay, so no one should be there to judge. No one should be there to gossip or to downplay your feelings or emotions. Again, we are all there to uplift one another, to pray for one another and be there for one another. So I want y'all to interact as a sisterhood, okay? I love y'all so much and I will talk to y'all again really, really soon. Love you, bye. Hey sis, listen, if you've been blessed, changed or inspired by this podcast in any way, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is the number one way that you can thank me and show support for the show. Also, if this podcast blessed you, don't keep it to yourself. Do a quick share and bless someone else. Please know I am so grateful for each and every one of you and I would love to hear from you. Come connect with me and other like-minded individuals in my Facebook group called Christian Women Overcoming Heartbreak and Finding Purpose. I can't wait to meet you back here really soon. Until then, remember to love the life you have while you're making it better. Love you, sis.